Hi, Alana. Hi, Rachel. And hello, everyone else. Welcome to the Friendly Rex podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing Tinkerbell in The Legend of the Never Beast, which is Rachel's pick, and then Letterkenny, which is my pick. But first, Rachel has some pop culture updates she wants to share. Well, just one very, very important um, update. An hour ago, Alana, Ed Sheeran announced the release date of his next album and the title of it. It says, my fourth studio album equals, it's just, it's a, it's the equal sign, but anyway, equals. I mean, do you think it'll be equal or equals? Probably equal. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't really know which one. I mean, because it's the equal sign, I'm assuming, is like the what it is. Yeah, exactly. It is, yeah, so like I would say yeah. it's singular versus plural. Interesting. Okay, okay. So, my fourth studio album, Equal, comes out October 29th and is available to pre-order today on all platforms, blah, 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 blah. I started writing and recording this album in June 2017. It's been a long, long process. I've been through love, loss, new life, grief, and everything in between during the whole period of writing it, and I feel like it's really a coming-of-age record. I've never been more proud of a body of work or more excited slash nervous for all of you to hear it. The next song off of it is called Visiting Hours, which I finished with my friend Michael, who sadly passed away this year. If you pre-order the album, you get this song with it, but it's also on all platforms from now, too. Lots more music to come, but for now, I hope you're as excited as I am for this album. Equal everywhere from October 28th. Kisses. Ed. Nice. I know. I'm very excited. I am pretty sure he did, but I told Connell to pre-order the record because it looks like the vinyl record because it looks really freaking cool. Um... First of all, the album artwork is very pretty. Um, it's like red splatters and it has butterfly wings on it. Um, and then the record itself, it says recycled vinyl, which obviously makes you think that it's like pieces of other vinyl kind of meshed together. Um, here we go. Okay. Recycled vinyl, the limited edition equal recycled 12 inch L- 1 LP version of the album is exclusive to this web store. The vinyl record is 140 grams and pressed using 100% recycled plastic material using waste from the production of other vinyl records. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. So it, I'm pretty excited. And the color is, I mean, obviously they can't guarantee the color is going to look like this for all of them because of it being recycled, but it's like a weird, like, pink splatter with like flecks in it it's really pretty um and i am all for colored records matching the album artwork so hype very hype october 29th october is a good month this year so many good things are coming out yeah um but speaking of the recycled vinyl um lord kind of has a similar thing with her um merch materials that she has coming out her she's not doing a cd this time because she doesn't want it to end up in landfills but instead she's still doing like a little box set um and it's completely 100 percent biodegradable and uh i want to say the plastic is like sugarcane plastic on top of it but anyway yeah so um all the like boxing of it's biodegradable and stuff so That's um, cool. it's pretty cool yeah, like the yeah, and it has like you know a couple like note cards and stuff with handwriting and like the booklet and stuff. So 
I don't know. It's pretty cool for people who are like diehard Lord fans. But I was uh, about to ask. That was my other like little bit of information because I'm pretty sure her album comes out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it comes out. Yeah, on the twentieth, I believe. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Have you? Do you listen to Lord? Are you a Lord person? Yes. So, um, I was a huge fan of the first album. Um, the second album, initially I didn't like it, but it really grew on me and I love it now. Um, is that the one where she's like lying on a bed and it's like green or something? Yeah, it's like blue. It's more like blues and greens, blue. but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that one's called Melodrama, but it's like a painting style. Mm-hmm. Um, and this album's called Solar Power. Um, I really like, she's released now three singles from it. Um, the first one. Um, it was okay. It's kind of grown on me a little bit. Um, but the second one I really liked. That one's called Stoned at the Nail Salon. And then she released a third one called Mood Rings. I haven't really listened to that one, so I don't uh, know that one. But I'm intrigued to listen to it because it's supposed to be – it's a concept album about the sun. So I'm intrigued. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's supposed to be like a very happy and bright album. Yeah. I, I will say the album artwork is – or photo, I guess, is very interesting. Like, it's not – it doesn't scream Lord, even though it's literally her. Um, But, like, it does give you just, like, straight-up summer vibes. So the fact that it's a concept album about the sun makes fucking sense. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that photo wasn't actually, like, a photo shoot for, like, the album or anything. It was just her friend, and they were all at the beach and stuff, and – her friend's a photographer and she jumped over her and she snapped a photo when she was doing it. And uh, it just ended up, you know, being a good photo. And she was like, that's what I want. <laughs> that's amazing. Could you imagine just like chilling at the beach and then all of a sudden Lord's like, oh, hey, that photo you took, I'm going to put it on my record that's going to like, you know, sell worldwide millions and millions of copies. <laughs> you know, it was actually the photo is considered too graphic to show on CBS. She was on, she did a performance on Stephen Colbert and he was like, I can't show your album cover due to um, booty. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was talking about how he loved the album, blah, blah, blah. And all that. Yeah. But yeah, he couldn't actually show it because of uh, restrictions and stuff for uh, cable television. That's crazy. Yeah. What? I was like, I mean, I didn't think it was that graphic or anything either. You like, see that at the beach. Like. No, that's what's so crazy. But uh, but anyway, I'm excited to listen to the rest of the album. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I don't remember which single it was. It must have been the first one that came out. And I tried it. I just, I don't like Lord's voice. I never have. Oh, really? Interesting. Like, you didn't like her first album a lot? No. Oh, I The only reason I know Royals, like, the words to it is because it was constantly being played. Played, yeah. Yeah. That's but I don't like that song, like, at all. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I really like Lord. I like her voice a lot. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's very interesting. Okay, so like we mentioned in the last few episodes and at the beginning of this episode, um, we recommended two things to one another, one thing each. Alana recommended I watch the first four episodes of Letterkenny, and I recommended she watch uh, the movie, the uh, cinematic experience, the classic. Um, 
<laughs> She's rolling her eyes. Uh, I recommended Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. So I guess we'll start with Letterkenny, the lesser yeah. one. <laughs> so Rachel, um, I guess first thoughts, highs, lows, let's hear it. It isn't awful. Okay, the first episode, I was like, this is horseshit. Um, what is wrong? I Okay, 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 okay. So, what the audience needs to understand is Alana has recommended similar kind of like, not raunchy comedies, but like dry humor comedies in the past to me, like The Office and then Parks and Rec, right? Both of which I love dearly. They are good. They were good recommendations. High five to Alana, right? But... I started watching Shit's Creek, and Alana is not a huge Shit's Creek fan. And so the more I watched Letterkenny, I'm like, how the fuck does Alana like Letterkenny and not Shit's Creek? Because Letterkenny is just a stupider version of Shit's Creek. You know, that I've seen that it's, I think I described it as that comparison because that's all I've heard is that Letterkenny is like Shit's Creek meets Trailer Park Boys. And neither of those I actually like. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain to me why Letterkenny stuck with you in Shit's Creek? I mean, like, you can't even... David is, like, the best in Shit's Creek. Like, I will say I've I've been open to giving Shit's Creek another try, especially after <laughs> watching Letterkenny. It's not that... Because at the time when I watched Shit's Creek, it was probably, like, four or five years ago. And I had tried it i think i tried two episodes and it's just one of those things i think at the time i was just like eh, not vibing with it but letter kenny i think i like really got into it so because i have been putting off watching it so how i came to letter kenny was a former co-worker had recommended it to me and he liked similar things that i liked like the office parks and rag um a couple other shows um we just had similar tastes in tv and He's actually the one who recommended I start watching Ted Lasso, and hey. I really enjoyed that. And so, anyway, I I don't know. I was kind of just feeling sad and stuff from, you know, the news because it's super depressing always. And I didn't want to watch something that was, like, super heavy or anything. I just kind of want to watch something light. And so I was just browsing, and I saw I was like, I'll give it a try. And I think because I was just in that uh, – place you know that I was just like it was just so funny and just so like you know you didn't really have to think you know or follow along super intensely and stuff that I just dove into it I think I watched I think like four or five seasons in like a week <laughs> I watched, you said oh, you watched the entire series in a week dude oh did did I oh did yeah. <laughs> okay then I did that <laughs> I can't remember it's been a few months now but uh <laughs> yeah no I watched a lot of it all of it in a very short amount of time but no I just kept uh diving into it and anyway so that's what really kept me it was just it was just a happy show during um you know depressing times but yeah it has a really strong cult following which I wasn't aware of until I started doing like some research and you know looking into it um yeah it has a really strong uh following Uh, it actually started as a YouTube channel I think it was. Called I can Letter- definitely see that. That makes sense. Yeah, it started. It, it was called Letter Kenny Problems. I think you can still find the videos, um, the original ones. But yeah, it's written um, 
by the guy who plays Wayne and um, his partner. I think his name is Jacob Tierney, I want to say. And he directs a lot of the episodes as well. Um, but yeah, so that makes so much sense. So like my biggest thing was the guy that plays Wayne can talk so fucking lightning fast with that strange ass, strange ass accent as if it's like southern scottish that's like the only way it's like it's kind of hillbilly but like it's canadian so it sounds like a weird scottish accent at that point i don't fucking know dude it's a weird accent but then he's talking so fast and i'm like how is he doing that but it makes sense if he's the one who wrote it (laughs) no yeah no i love it i love all their like i love when like um it's like the group of them and stuff the hicks and then like or like the hockey players or like the skids will come up and they're like just insulting them and they're so quick at it and the whoever they're insulting is just like what what what's happening those are oh, yeah my no that I, I will say one of my favorite like interactions uh like co- like skit interactions is uh katie interacting with uh oh i forget the uh meth head's name that doesn't Stewart? like katie oh yes yeah, stewart oh. Oh yeah, no, Stuart not Stuart. Stuart's friend. Oh, it's yeah. his friend. Oh, what's yeah. his name? I not rolled. Yeah. Oh, I love rolled. But yeah, no, Devin. Okay, I think I love their little quips back and forth. So fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but no. yeah, no, I think I, I, I don't know. I, it's not bad, and we've been watching it because we can't think of anything else to watch, and it's so simple to just fucking put on. Have to have subtitles on though. They all talk so goddamn really? fast. That's yeah, hilarious. dude. I cannot understand what they're saying. It's like they're speaking another fucking language. Like I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, How far are you into it? I think we just started season three, but I we've been watching it like when I go to bed, like yeah, when I'm ready I, to go to bed. So like I've no, seen I mean, only half of you, it. Really, <laughs> you've seen yeah half of every episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But no, my favorite, the reason I wanted you to watch the first four, I mean, it's one of those shows that you can kind of jump in wherever, you know, yeah. like, um, it has like a loose story, but nothing like too. um, you have to follow along super hard, but no, I really wanted you to watch the super soft birthday episode. Oh, that was funny. That, that was, was that's one. probably one of my favorite episodes. I love that one so much. We just finished watching the, uh, St. Patrick's Day episode. It's at the very end of season two. It's like an in between episode. Oh, I know which one. Because uh, does it? Um, they get into a fight at the dance, right? It's yes, like a, yes. That episode was pretty freaking entertaining. That one's good um, too. I love all the holiday episodes. They're all so funny. I don't know if I've seen any other holiday episodes yet. I think that's the They're- only one that's come on. Yeah, I think it's like after season two, they start in between a season and stuff. I got so, you. and I, I sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say every ep or every season is typically I think six episodes with a holiday episode, so it's like seven episodes total. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. There was one quip, if you will, that uh, I recorded and sent to my brother, Ryan. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Ryan is, he has his PhD in biomathematics. Um, and so anything that makes fun of math, I send to him because it's a good time. 
Uh, <laughs> so there is one where Wayne's like saying, I don't understand algebra. And it's like, why uh, do I care where the numbers and the letters go? Why can't you just go fuck yourself or something like that? And it's just the way he like delivers it. You're just not expecting him to be like, just go fuck yourself at the end of that sentence. It's just hilarious. Um but yeah, I, I hope Ryan enjoyed that. <laughs> he did. He did. I, I believe he did. Did you catch the Florida State joke? Yes. Oh my god, I wrote it down. I forgot. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you. That was in one of my like very few notes. Was the Florida State joke? Because I was like, what the fuck are they talking about FSU right now? What? Um, and Wayne's like, that was funny, guys. That yeah, was funny. No one appreciated like- my joke, and I thought it was pretty pretty clever. He said the Florida State Seminole vesicles. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, it's the Florida State Seminoles. Um, that is the mascot of Florida State University. Um, Florida State Seminole Vesicles. And that's that where we both about. went to college, so it's yes, extra funny sorry. for us. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I will say, like, and again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I don't understand. This doesn't align with your humor, not necessarily. Because one of the episode, one of the first four episodes is when they have fart book. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, that is one of my least favorite episodes. Okay. I'm like this is I, so fucking like childishly gross right now. Like it's not even that funny. <laughs> like, no, like I kind of wish I had told you to skip that episode, but it makes sense for like storytelling because that's when like Katie and Stuart start getting close and stuff. So like, if you jump to them like, you know, hanging out and you're like. When did this happen? So anyway, but yeah, no, Fart Book is one of my <laughs> least favorite episodes. Because, um, yeah, I don't find that particularly funny. But the rest of the show, I think, is pretty good. And I think it only gets better. So Letter Kenny pre-pandemic, did a live show. So they had all the cast members. And basically, they do skits at theaters and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I believe pr- that tour was a lot smaller. But... They actually planned one that had to be postponed due to COVID and it's no longer postponed and they've added new dates and I'm going to one of them and I am sitting like third, (laughs) three rows from the stage. Anyway, so I'm extremely excited um, and all nine cast members are going to be there and I'm so hyped. So wait, okay, who is that? You got Wayne, Daryl. Katie, Dan, the hockey players that I never remember their fucking names. Uh-huh. Right? I'm assuming they're yeah. included. Uh, yep. Stuart. Who who is who are the other two? Roll. Okay. Um, but I want to say it's nine cast members, so I'm assuming Bonnie McMurray is probably the one that's coming. I don't know. Now I have to look and see, but big fan. Uh, oh, okay. I know, I know, big fan right here. But anyway, super excited and hoping it doesn't get postponed <laughs> again. So I'm glad you enjoyed it relatively. Yeah. Um, and that you're <laughs> continuing to at least watch it. So I guess that's something um, that you didn't just shut it off in anger. Because I was very uh, weary. I didn't think you'd enjoy it. But I was like, I just love it so much. So I just wanted to force you to watch it more than anything. <laughs> the beauty um, of this podcast. <laughs> honestly. But anyway, so I guess we can move on to your pick. Are you... Yeah. Are you ready, friend? Are you ready? Okay, okay, okay. So, 
Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. Uh, a little uh, plot summary. When the compassionate animal fairy Fawn befriends the sleepy furry giant called the Never Beast, persuading Queen Clarion and the vigilant scout fairies of its kindness is easier said than done. Is peaceful Pixie Hollow in danger? Find out. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. um, peaceful Pixie Hollow. <laughs> uh, I The reason I suggested or recommended this to Alana is multiple reasons. Personally, I love Tinkerbell. Peter Pan was one of my favorite movies growing up. Tinkerbell and fairies and everything. I was obsessed with that as a child. So the fact that Disney made an entire Tinkerbell uh, series of movies, I literally own every single one of them on Blu-ray. Like, I adore the Tinkerbell films. This one in particular, though, like, for me, uh, just, like, was shockingly good for the because like watching the tinkerbell movies personally i know that they're just tinkerbell movies and if we still had vhs it would be straight to vhs kind of thing um so i'm aware but this movie when it came out i was like oh my god this is fantastic now i know i probably overhyped it for you which is fine but visually it's beautiful for me visually it's beautiful kt tunstall having multiple songs on the soundtrack is fantastic and we can get into the plot after you give me your uh, general synopsis over it on it. But I think it's just a, a sh- strangely incredible movie. <laughs> but Alana, please tell me your thoughts. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. No, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I was very surprised at the voice cast. I yes, that is something else I wanted to bring it up. It is and loaded with it is amazing actresses. Well, and it's changed over the years too. It used to have I think the first one had uh, Kristen Chenoweth playing the Garden Fairy. Um, Lucy Liu has always been in it. Mae Whitman has always been it. Uh, uh, America Ferrera, I'm pretty sure played Fawn in the first few, and then mm-hmm. Jennifer Goodwin uh, replaced her. Uh, you're introduced to a new fairy in this one named Nix who is Rosario Dawson Raven Simone has always been in it um but yeah it oh uh, Angelica Houston I think plays the queen yep I was about to say Angelica Houston yeah (laughs) wild yeah it it is it is a good cast it really is and the majority of them have stuck through the entire series which I think at this point is like six movies or something like that you are Um, correct this is the sixth and final installment. It is. And it makes me sad because that came out in 2014. Yeah, 2014. And they have not made another since. And I, I mean, I'll get over it, but they should make more. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, I think I came in with a low expectations. I was like, Rachel's hyped it up, but I just need to remember it's a Tinkerbell movie, so keeping it low. Um, but no, uh, I really like that it opens with, like, really ominous folklore and yes. stuff. I was like, ooh, what is this happening? And, uh, yeah, and so also I was very confused at first because I had not seen the five other movies, and so I assumed Tinkerbell was the main character. She is not. Fawn is. <laughs> She's usually the main character. This is like the only one that Tinkerbell is not the main character, nor or like does it follow her and a separate main character. Like 
this is the first one where she's a side character. Okay, because I was very confused on that because I, yeah. cause, you know, Tinkerbell and the legend of the movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm ready for Ting to, you know. But no, it opens up with this other fairy. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who the hell is this? You don't know <laughs> <Honestly>. Peter? <laughs> oh. Uh, so I really like Nyx. I mean, I know she's kind of like the antagonist of the story, but um, very much. But she's like a likable antagonist. You're not like, fuck yeah. you, Nyx. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really liked her character. I thought she was a good like offset to Fawn. Um, also, the Neverfeast kind of looks like a possum. <laughs> he has a possum's tail. And a possum's uh-huh. tail. So I can see that. Um, yeah, I was like, is this like a flying possum <laughs> and stuff? He's just like, and that, and she kind of goes into that when Fawn is like trying to learn more about Gruff. She's like, you're like a mix between this and that. And you're just like, he's just like a smorgasbord melting pot of a lot of different beasts. And he's so ugly and adorable all at the same time. Yeah, uh, when he came out, I'm like. The main character is a possum. <laughs> a cute possum. I mean, he's cute, but also a possum. Yeah. Um, there was a continuity oh. issue I caught. So when they're oh. looking for Gruff, um, they're starting in fall or summer, one of the other warmer climates, and they're going to winter. It just shows them flying into winter. They got winter coats on. Where do they get these winter coats? They Where? stop at their little huts, obviously. But no, the huts were in the other direction. They were trying to get there as soon as possible because they got to stop gruff. It's magic, yeah. Alana. They just like, Foom. it's on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, that was something. I was like, mm-mm. mm-mm <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> uh-huh. Also spoilers guys this is a spoiler but fawn turns on gruff oh i know oh my god okay that's when the tears start for me personally like that moment when when like gruff is like trying to reach out to fawn like for her help after he's being captured that is where i start to become a blubbering mess and she just turns into a villain and i'm just like no Mm -mm. i know He, he just wants help and you do this, Fawn. You were his only friend, and you were the only one who understood him. Also, that moment when Nyx realizes that she has, like, doomed mm-hmm. Pixie Hollow and stuff, and it's like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you the entire time. He's a good it, guy. It's such an interesting, or not interesting, but the animators did a really good job showing the facial expressions, because it's like, realizing what happened and then like the that realization meaning like everything that she's been fighting for was wrong and now it's just like well what the fuck do I do I really did like we're all gonna die and it's my fault kind of thing but what even shows more about like how incredible of a character Fawn is Fawn's not like what did you do you you suck what the fuck you know like in in a fairy talk obviously she's just like go make sure everyone's okay but yeah that's a very good kind of uh not twist but climactic scene but it kind of reminds me of um i mean kind of the opposite happening in game of thrones but you know that moment in like 
one of the final episodes when Daenerys, like you see where she makes that decision and she like decides to go and murder everyone. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> it's kind of like that, but like the opposite with Nyx. Like she realizes everyone's or Gruff is good and stuff, whereas Daenerys is like they all need to die. But it's that same like you can visually see that moment on their faces and stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Alana. Obviously, we've kind of, like, overviewed the movie. But obviously, the ending is the key part. Did you cry? (laughs) My final note that I made was, ugh, Rachel said there will be tears. (laughs) There were. There were tears. I was like, I hate Rachel so much. Why? (laughs) It's just, it's so, it's like, and it gets me every time, dude. Like, I was... I, 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 for people who don't, or if I haven't said this yet, I rewatched the movie right before uh, we recorded today, just so it was fresh in my mind. And I have seen the movie like five times now. I am well aware of what happens. And I was so, like, I was crying so hard that I was like trying to like swallow it down kind of thing. But then, like, my, like, I could, I was just bawling my eyes out, like, uncontrollably. And I'm just like, this fucking movie is so fucking sad. But, it's just like a beautiful ending and it's like he'll always have friends and he'll never like have Pixie Hollow not understand him anymore and like he's happy. Yeah. The legend got an update so yeah. Pixie Hollow will know next time. The remix. Legend <laughs> remix. <laughs> That's the sequel you got proposed to Disney. <laughs> Be like, what happens when all the fairies that we know are dead and it's a thousand years in the future? Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it, kind of going back to what you were saying, how you weren't expecting it to be about a different fairy kind of thing. I really liked that they showed, like, we already, if you've seen the other movies, you already know who Fawn is and you know the character's, like, um, personality. But, like, it did a very good job of painting like what her duties are as an animal fairy and like how like headstrong she is about making sure that animals have their purpose and like do it well kind of thing. And like, I don't know. And it's a movie about learning about new people that are different from you or new entities (laughs) that are different from you and helping them through things and, and bonds and, and, love and it just i don't know it just makes me so happy and again the kt it it does have good themes in it and the kt tunstall songs are just like perfect for the vibe of pixie hollow and then like the reprisal at the end uh like the slower one when they're like walking him to his tunnel oh my god it gets me every fucking time dude i i used to listen to those songs like i had those two songs like on my playlist uh the um the non-reprisal, so the original and then the reprisal. Um, and every time the reprisal came on, I started tearing up. I can't listen to it without crying because I know oh, it's happening man. in the movie. And it, it's, it's a very emotional movie for me. And I'm glad that you uh, also felt the emotions from it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Um, I didn't, like, bawl during it, but I definitely cried a bit. Some tears came loose on my face. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm leaking. Did you, so, like, would you say you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Okay. 
was it so it was a was it a good recommendation is it playlist approved if you had a movie playlist (laughs) yeah i guess it'd be playlist approved i enjoyed it awesome i'm happy i'm glad you did and now you understand why i've been trying to get you to watch it for six years (laughs) i mean you're not wrong but also (laughs) (laughs) but no Um, it was good Yes, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm glad it wasn't one of those, like, Rachel, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, now I just need to get everyone else to watch it so that they all keep making Tinkerbell movies. <laughs> well, Alana, I am very happy with uh, the outcome of Tinkerbell for you. Also, I can't complain about Letterkenny because it has given me something to watch. <laughs> See? I'm glad. It worked out. Indeed. So this episode, you know, all in all, I feel like, you know... Positive. That's a win. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. a win. So our next episode will come out in two weeks. Um, but in the meantime, you guys should go ahead and give us a follow if you haven't on Twitter, which is at FriendlyRexPod, and on Instagram, which is at FriendlyRex. And thanks for listening. <laughs>